the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Jesus Christ is the person that God, the Father, wants all of us to imitate. The Bible calls him the firstborn of many brothers. Firstborn are supposed to lead the way so that all the other brothers that follow also go in the right way. He's the one who's supposed to show all the other brethren who follow him how to represent the Father correctly. Because without him, we won't know how to correctly represent the Father. The same way that Jesus represented the Father is the same way that we're supposed to represent him too. That includes in our conduct, in our speech, and in all of our actions too. We're supposed to be imitators of our Father and Jesus will show us how to do it. So let's learn some things so that we can successfully be imitators of Christ like God wants us to be. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The Lord wants us to be able to imitate the Father in all that it is that we do. To the point that it become a striking resemblance. Man, that was the conversation. Everybody kept walking. I said, boy, you look just like your daddy. People were like, man. That's what they're supposed to say about you too. See, Jesus was the image of the Father. Jesus was the image of the Father. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we'll start reading at verse 3. It says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God, little g, of this world, have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now, of course, God wants the gospel to shine unto people so that they can be saved. But notice what he says about the Lord. He says, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. He tells us that Christ is the image of God. Now, that word image right there means likeness once again. It means likeness. It means like a statue or a profile that he's the three-dimensional view. He gives us a clear view of who he is. He's the profile of him. Praise God so that we can be able to know that that's him. And we're supposed to be the same thing too. That's just another witness of the fact that Christ was the image of him. He sent him into the world so that people can get saved. Now, he sends us into the world so that we can tell them what it is he did. And prove that we really is because we conduct ourselves the same way too. Turn to Philippians chapter 2. It gets real interesting right here. Philippians chapter 2. This is God's expectation of me and you. This is what he's about to do for me and you. And he's inviting us to. Philippians chapter 2. We'll start reading at verse 1. 
It reads, if there be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any bowels of mercy, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let, and see, that shows once again that the church is supposed to be the same. We ain't supposed to have all kind of mindsets. We're supposed to be like-minded. We ain't supposed to, well, see, I think this and I think that. No, we're all supposed to think the same thing. Being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in the lowliness of mind, let each, one, each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of God, of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found and fashioned as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even unto the death of the cross. Wherefore, God hath highly exalted him and given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Praise God to glorify the Father. Now notice, going back to verse 5, verse 6, it says, who, speaking of Jesus Christ, because it said in verse before that, Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, Jesus was in the form of God. Now that word form is the Greek word morphe, which means shape. He was in the shape of God, which means the same shape that God was, he was. The same shape. But figuratively, I love this, it means nature, which means he didn't just have the same shape. He had the same nature. So the nature that God had, he had too. And then that's what we receive when we got born again too. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold, check, which means check it out, don't miss this. All things have become new and all things are of God. When we got boned again, <laughs> we received a new nature. See, prior to being born again, we had a sinful nature. We had a fallen nature. We had Adam's nature. Because what happened with Adam passed on all men. Because the Bible says, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Why? Because we received his nature. But when we got boned again, <laughs> we picked up God's nature. That's part of the thing, old, the, the, the thing that old that got thrown out and the new that got replaced. We now have God's nature. Jesus had the Father's nature. Jesus just didn't look like God. He acted like God because he had his nature. And since he had his nature, it wasn't an act. That's just who he was. Like, for instance, dogs bark. Ask me why. Because that's their nature. Cats meow. Ask me why. Because that's their nature. Bugs bug. Ask me why. Because that's their nature. Ducks duck. Ask me why. Because that's their nature. And how about this? That when we have God's nature, we're supposed to just be who he is. This good news, because this ain't no struggle. This ain't nothing that you're going to have to try to do. All you're going to have to do is be you. Because God has already created you this. You just haven't learned it yet. So you're still trying to be who you used to be than to be the you that God made you to be. See, that's the problem in the body of Christ right now. Ask me what it is. It's an identity crisis. We don't know who we are. 
That's why the fellas is trying to walk around with their pants hanging around their butt. Don't nobody want to look at your drawers. And we flat out don't want to look at your butt. But that's an identity crisis. Because you're still trying to be like the one in jail rather than the one that's been set free. It's called an identity crisis. Does anybody hear me up in here? And the ladies in the house ain't no different. Got your bahooganies hanging out and your, your rotisserie all over the place. Praise God. And talking about I'm walking in God's grace. If you don't cover that big ham hock up, you better. Does anybody hear me up in here? What you think you're doing? Praise God. Don't nobody want to be. Hallelujah. But we're acting like that because we, we got an identity crisis. We don't know who we are. That's why we're acting like everybody else rather than being like who we are. So when he's talking about being imitators of him, it ain't nothing that you're going to have to try to do. All you got to do is learn who you are and be you. This is who God wants you to be. So we're too busy trying to act like the world, singing stupid songs. We are the world. We are the people. We ain't the world. Quit lying. Praise God. We, we ain't the people. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. We are of God, little children. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Does anybody hear me up in here? We ain't supposed to try to act like the world. The Bible says if you love the world, then the love of God is not in you. You can breathe now. Praise God. Amen. But the key is, is for us to be able to find out who we are and come on, let this thing out like God wants us to do. It's time for you to be able to enter school. Here's my job. I'm going to teach you who you are. Praise God so that you can go ahead and be who you're supposed to be so that you can live this thing out like God set you free to be in the form of God with the nature. Jesus had the nature of God. Therefore, if anybody wants to know God's nature, all they have to do is look unto Jesus who shows us God's nature through his conduct and his behavior. Just like folk going to only have to look at you and find out what your nature is too. Let's see what happens when somebody powerful as you get upset. Because Jesus got upset many times in scripture. But let's see if he cussed folk out. Let's see if he went off on folk. Let's see if he gave folk the silent treatment. Come on, man, folk. Let's see if he gave them the silent pe- treatment for three, four days. Hallelujah. Let's see if he talked about folk to everybody else. Let's find out how, how, how powerful people really act. And conduct themselves. It's just our nature. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 1. <laughs> it's going to be a good teaching. Praise God. Because mm-hmm. we're going to look in the scripture and be like, oh, Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1. Start reading in verse 1. It says, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, and as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Let's back up a little bit. So he says, speaking of Jesus, he says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Look at that. The express image of his person. Jesus is the express image of the person of the father. He is the express image. That's who he is. That's the son. Jesus is the son. The son is the express image of the father. Now that word express image right there translates many things. I'll give you two of the things. Here's one of them. 
carboned copy. Carboned copy. See, by design, the carbon copy was supposed to be no different than the original. Now, see, young, some young folk up in here, they're like, I can, see, I'm blessed to be able to have all kind of folk up in here. Everybody from the young heads to the ain't quite been a young head in a wild head. Praise God. Every, everything, the young heads to the young in the heads. Praise God. I got everything in between. Praise God. So I have to explain what a carbon copy is because a lot of y'all don't know what the heck that is. What the heck is a carbon copy? I'm glad you asked. Praise God. Back in, in the not too distant past, in a, in a long, long time ago, when we wanted a copy of something, we didn't go to the copy machine per se. Sometimes you would write it out yourself. So what you did was, see what you did was, you took a piece of paper, blank piece of paper, and you stuck a carboned piece of paper on there that's been elect- that's been, it's, it's been magnetized and put carbon that's attached to it. Praise the elect- electricide. Ele- they stuck electricity in it. And, 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 and it held the carbon. Then you would lay that carbon paper down, carbon side down. Then you would lay the other piece of paper on top of it. Line it up nice and clean. Make sure it's all straight. And then you would commence the writing on the top page or typing on the top page. And everything you top, typed or wrote on the top page, pull back the carbon paper, would be on the bottom page. Whereas the same thing would be on there. Now, see, back then, that was like big deal, praise God, because some of us had to write a lot of stuff, and we had a lot of copies to write out, praise God. And so that carbon paper was the bomb. Give me some carbon paper, and you stick it up under there, praise God, and you get to writing. You had to press real hard, though, and you press real hard, and then as you pull up, every one of them is the same, which means the same words that were on the original were the same words that were on every page from that point forward. That's powerful. Well, see, Jesus is the carbon copy of the Father. He is the express image of the Father, which means every word that the Father lives and is about is every word that the Jesus lives and give out. When you pulled up the carbon page, there wasn't no more words on there other than the ones that was on the top. Because if there's other words on there, something went wrong. Something went wrong up in there because there ain't supposed to be no other words because the carbon is only supposed to bring out what was written on it. But when you look at that, the Father's the original. Jesus, as the express image, is the carbon copy. I'll tell you something powerful about that. You can stick another piece of carbon up under there. Put another blank sheet up under there. Another piece of carbon. Another blank sheet up under there. Until you can stack it up nice and tight, lay it down, and write on it. And every single one, every page is supposed to be the same. Father, carbon. Jesus, carbon. Each member of the church is supposed to have the same words wrote on it than the top page. But the problem is, is that you look at the bottom pages, ain't none of the stuff on there from the top page. Like if you ask God what he think about something, he'll tell you this. You ask Jesus what he tell you about something, he'll say the same thing. You talk to the church, something different. You're like, wait, ho, ho, what happened here? Something changed. Remember, he's the author and finisher of our faith. Who changed the script? Something went wrong up in there. But God is getting rid of all them. I don't say this right. God is, is giving us a chance <laughs> to erase that and rewrite this thing the way it's supposed to be. Because many of us live different, talk different, act different, and conduct ourselves entirely different 
than the Lord does. At the time when God is going to use us to be able to go and draw everybody to him and to be able to help everybody understand what to do once they get here. But can you imagine Jesus telling one thing, but then they come up in the middle of the church and there's a whole other thing going on. See, by design, the carbon copy was supposed to be no different than the original. The child of God is supposed to also be the express image and carbon copy of the Father too. We're supposed to be imitators of Jesus. So just like Jesus was the express image or the carbon copy of who the Father is, we're supposed to be the same thing too. Otherwise, we communicate a different message. If I wrote, I love you, top page, carbon copy is supposed to go through to the next page, I love you. Next page, I love you. But if it say, I love you, I love you, I can't stand you. Oh, how'd that change? We're not the carbon copy. We are fake copy. See, people going to see how me and you conduct ourselves and think that that's how God our Father conducts himself too. Because they're going to look ahead and see me and you and think that, well, wait a minute, you've been in this thing before I did. So if this is how you conducting yourself, that must be okay for me to conduct myself too. No wonder the devil trying to bring some jacked up teaching in nowadays that says it don't matter what you do. No wonder why the devil's trying to bring all kind of crazy teaching up in here that tells you it don't matter what you do. It's, all, it's okay. So that when the people come in, they're supposed to be carbon copies. They're supposed to become a carbon copy of you and Christ and everybody else. Then they're going to see you talking about, well, it don't matter what you do. Don't matter whether you be sipping, dipping, tripping, living all outside of what God has stuff. It doesn't matter. Everything is fine. The devil is a liar. Is anybody hear me up here? And they pants are on fire. They're supposed to look at me and you and be able to be de- determine how they're supposed to do. They're supposed to look at us and see how we conduct ourselves. Because if we're not conducting ourselves like we're supposed to, they're going to look at us and say, well, that's okay. That, why? Because this person over here, that's what they do. So that's what I'm supposed to do too. How we speak, and they're going to think that that's how they're supposed to think. So if we're still cussing, it's all right, do you cuss, you know. You know as long as you just say, Jesus wept after you finish or something. You know. What the? <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't get mad at me while I teach real good. What kind of attitudes we have? Christians walk around with attitudes. Somebody say something to them. Uh, is anybody sitting here? Look, my, 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 my family going to be sitting there. Go sit someplace else. Oh, Lord Jesus. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Praise God. He ain't no wild cat. Praise God. Or no, no bobcat. He'd be going off on folk and stuff like that. There go that huzzy coming in church. See, no, see, no, no, no. That's an ex-huzzy. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. We, and we're we supposed to treat them properly. Praise God. Is anybody, and even if he, she is coming in here, he died for her too. Is, are you listening to me? Why are you tripping out? That ain't supposed to be how this thing go on. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. Amen. That word express image also means the figure stamped. That word express image also means the figure stamped. Now, I got to go back in days too, praise God. I remember back when we used to have, we used to play with toys, you know, like rubber stamps. I mean, if you got rubber stamped, praise God, that was like a wonderful toy to get, praise God. I mean, because see, we played in the real world. We didn't play in the cyber world, praise God. We actually had things, praise God. And so... We had a rubber stamp. You say, well, rubber stamp? Yeah. You should, like, get a rubber stamp with a stamp pad, and then you put, you know, put, it, put it face down on the stamp pad, and then you take a blank piece of paper, and you press it down, and there that image is on there. Man, we got the biggest kick out of that. You're like, man, it didn't take much to, 
Excite y'all did it, no? And it was less expensive, too. You don't want to spend $500 for a game just to be able to have a good time. Praise God. And, and, and ain't got a job the first either. Believe that alone. Praise God. Just leave that all alone. Praise God. <laughs> anyway, we had rubber stamps, stuff like that. So you'd stamp maybe a face on there, be a smiling face. And this is deep. Every time you stamp it, same rubber face is there. Stamp it again, same smiling face. It never changed. Jesus is the rubber stamp of the Father. And we're supposed to be the same thing too. That even when we pressed, the same thing's supposed to be there too. I could press that stamp softly, it would still smile. Press it hard, it would still smile. But put pressure on saints. When everything is fine, they ain't got their money that week. Like the smile flip upside down. It ain't supposed to change like that. It's supposed to be the same. And God wants us to be the same. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to do this, and then we're going to close. The ultimate aim of the Christian. Anybody want to know what it is? The ultimate aim of the Christian is to be Christ-like and display Christ-likeness. That's our ultimate aim. Now, as we get ready to move forward into what God has in store for me and you, part of that is is moving forward into the person that we're supposed to be to. We're supposed to move forward into being Christ-like and have Christ-likeness. Well, where's the money, Pastor? No, what about the money? I want the money. Well, the money going to come, baby. It's going to come to the person who's Christ-like because the Bible said godliness with contentment is great gain. The great gain comes after your contentment, and your contentment comes after your being godly. So the fact that you're all in a huff over it shows you ain't being godly yet. Praise God. If you was godly, you'd you, you be able to wait. Praise God. God wants us to learn to be godly. See, God created us to be like him, look like him, act like him, talk like him, walk like him, live like him. And then those are the people that he's going to bring into the fullness of what he has in store for them. You can't act any old kind of way and think you're going to get that up in pay. It ain't going to work that way. You got to do it the way God wants you to do it. Are you listening to me? So our ultimate aim is to be like Christ. Psalms number 17. I'm going to take you all the way back to the Old Testament and show you that this was supposed to be that way. Because you know the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. It's the same thing. It's just shown to you more clearly. Psalms number 17. Here's what a psalmist was saying even back then. Which was setting the... The, 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 the mode as to how we're supposed to be able to think even, even now, not just then. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you're blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope you've seen that it's true. God really does want all of us to be imitators of Him. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do what God wants all of us to do, that is to be more like Him, so that we can walk and talk like He wants us to do and thereby have and enjoy the awesome life that He wants us to live that can only be lived when we are more like God, like He wants all of us to be and do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. 
So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassett Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you don't need a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And to all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half the pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the widest wedding folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in the marriage so it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing all of you married people this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. You'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. But when you do, know we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 